Welcome to Some Would Say. Casual chats for curious people. Your weekly podcast hosted by us, Amelia Rose and Lara May, unpacking all things life from the arts to well-being, from work to play and hearing what others have to say. I don't know about you, but I'm always on the hunt for clean treats. And if you're the same, Miranda Brady has you covered. You've probably seen her Wheat Bix cheesecake trend on the gram, as well as a bunch of her other recipes that put a healthy spin on naughty food. How does she always manage to come up with new inspo for clean treats? You'll love that the secret lies in the Woolies confectionery aisle. Welcome, Miranda, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I love the podcast. I remember the first episode that I listened to of your podcast thinking, oh my God, that jingle is such a vibe. And then every episode afterwards, people would comment and like, you were like, oh, it's become a thing. I'm like, well, it deserves it. (laughs) Stop. Thank you. That that means so much to us. (laughs) Finding the right jingle was so like important to us. It was like the biggest deal. We were like, fuck, what should it be? It was like. It sets the mood for the that it does and it can't be too long because then people want to skip it like it just needs to be straight to the point you know (laughs) well a question that we ask all guests which you probably already know this is if we were to take you on a night out what is your dj song request and why and what would we order you to drink so when i first listened to this i was like oh wow imagine if i had to answer that i'd be so boring because i don't actually drink alcohol i've not drunk in years so my drink of choice would probably be Pepsi Max, but it's a hard no on the Coke, no sugar. I feel oh. like you're one or the other, and I'm definitely a Pepsi Max gal. Wow. That's, um, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like people always go Coke, no sugar recently. I know. I know. To me, it tastes like metal. Or really? It just doesn't. Maybe it's not sweet enough. Mm. Like there's something about it. Yeah. But pe- Pepsi, Pepsi Max. Max all the way. Okay. And then I reckon my song request would have to be something Drake, but I'm thinking more old school, like Take Care. Or yes. Yeah. Oh. I just wanted that to bang. That whole album really it just doesn't get old. Oh, yeah. I love that album. So good. So well. much. Yeah. We sure, yep. we, we sure, we saw Drake live for my birthday like a few years ago now. Was it your Fuck, so long ago. <laughs> like five years ago. Holy moly. It was wow. so much fun. It was a great night. You can't, yeah, you can't beat his music, especially his older music, I feel. For sure. It's very nostalgic for me. Like, it reminds me of, like, being 17, 16, 17, 18, and, like, yeah. oh, yes. just. Reminds me of driving around my first ever car when I was, yes. like, 20 and just being, like, you, like, not working at the cafe today. Like, right. let's go. <laughs> You're free, right? <laughs> yes. You're the best I ever had. Best I ever <laughs> had. That's so good. Um, anyway, <laughs> so for those who don't know you, Miranda, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and who Miranda is? Sure. So I'm Miranda. I am from Perth. I'm a content creator, recipe developer, a previous accountant, which I try and avoid because it makes everyone feel uncomfortable. I'm sure a lot of people have probably seen your videos online, especially your Wheat Bix cheesecakes. I feel like they just go viral every single time you post. 
Can you take us back to the beginning of your Instagram account, Instagram account, Clean Treats? Where did it all begin? Because I've been following you for like, would be years now, since like 2018 or something or 19? Yeah, I can't actually even remember when I first started my Instagram account, but I do remember it probably is a bit of a sad story while I st- why I started and a lot of people can probably relate to it. But when I first got into health and fitness, like I didn't really have a lot of education and um, I started a separate Instagram account. It was more of like, you know, Instagram back in the day, people would kind of just post and it was almost like a journal or a diary or yeah, that kind of vibe. And I, and I made a separate Instagram account where I could like save people's recipes or workout images or that sort of thing. And I would also put up my own recipes more as like a diary of my own recipes to come back to when I wanted to make them because I like, you know, I didn't want to keep them in, in a hard copy book or anything. Yeah. And I didn't really post that much to begin with, but as my like fitness journey evolved, I started using it more and more and then I made friendships online with people, started getting opportunities and it sort of just evolved from there. But the the way I sort of got into the health and fitness space and wanted to create it was that I was eating a really low-calorie diet that was probably like veggie sticks and crackers for lunch with dip because that was my understanding of like wanting to be healthy. And then I kind of started getting into the whole, like the vegan movement and there was the raw vegan and <laughs> that was classic. It's a spiral, isn't oh, it? Oh, the old vegan movement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I probably dabbled in a bunch of different things and then as as I sort of got more interested in health, I kind of went down more of the really holistic approach with food and nutrition. But then as I got into exercise more and I got a PT and they kind of started teaching me about macros and I was just so conflicted with all of the information mm-hmm. and being an accountant I'm a bit of a numbers person as well I guess and I remember one day like I used to make my own chocolate like cacao powder coconut oil and I think it's rice malt syrup nothing wrong with it at all but when I started getting more education around I like I didn't really enjoy making my own chocolate. Like, come on, compared to Cadbury, it's just nothing. And when you actually look at the macro breakdown of making your own chocolate, it's probably like double or triple the calories of just eating like a Snickers bar or something. And it really like stuck with me. I was like, why am I eating this health food that I'm not really even enjoying? I'm not feeling satisfied. And if the goal, for example, is actually weight loss, it's not really achieving that. So then I started kind of dabbling with recipes that were healthier, but maybe like lacked carbs, but were like 700 calories, but all healthy fats and thinking, well, like I can still have this, but I can still have carbs and just kind of like playing around with recipes. And I started sharing them and it kind of just went from there. Mm. Um, I was having that, what you were saying about, you know, there's so much conflicting information around like, I was having this conversation with my housemate the other day about like just when you think one kind of health trend is where it's at, like I finally found the one that works for me, then some Joe Blogs over here is going to be like, actually, um, that's a fucking terrible idea and you're going to die. And so like it's just really um, – it's overwhelming and – It's really confusing, especially like uh, now, now that I've kind of like grown up with it, I can – think look at it as more of like a third party almost and like 
take bits and pieces where I want, but not be like so obsessed. Like I remember back in the day, I actually saw a TikTok yesterday and it was like, I remember a time when a girl online convinced me that I needed to eat 20 bananas a day. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow, can relate. Like that, (laughs) you and me both, sis. Like it was just so... No, you can't eat fruit because it's got too much carbohydrates and sugar. And it's like, well, but I can't win. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. But now, yeah, I feel like as time has gone on, I'm, yeah, a little bit more, I don't know, you can kind of like see through it a little bit, like the bullshit. Yeah. It yeah, comes definitely. back comes back to the old everything in moderation, including moderation. Yeah. Right, that's my favourite saying ever like sometimes you can lash out and have a shit weekend like and that's okay too as long as it's not happening all the time Mm. yeah um so since starting clean treats you've been so consistent with you know constantly delivering free recipes for your audience do you think reels and tiktok helped your growth we noticed you've gone viral quite a few times (laughs) thank you um definitely tiktok i feel like that's kind of changing but I wish I got on TikTok. Like I remember I created my account maybe like three years ago and I put one video up and then I deleted the app and never used it again because I hated it. And I wish I sort of stuck with it at the time because it has such amazing potential for businesses and brands and just being like a free, like a free platform. Like I hope and anyone who's starting their own business is utilizing Reels and TikTok because, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah you can get and not needing to pay anything Mm -hmm. I definitely think TikTok has helped because you've got the ability to reach a huge audience like internationally like I think my um audience on Instagram used to be I want to say like 80 plus percent Australian and after I started using TikTok I noticed a huge increase in like UK following American following and stuff like that which I definitely wouldn't have gotten if I hadn't have been on that platform mm. and the same thing with reels I feel like reels these days are not they don't have the same reach or they're very inconsistent yeah. and initially and I've spoken to a lot of creators about this initially when that started happening you would let it be a reflection on your content but realistically you can have a really shit video the quality can be really bad the recipe might not be even that great and it can still go viral and then you can have an amazing video the lighting's great the song choice is great and everything and it's still not go viral so i feel like the actual quality of your content um and reels and whether or not they do go viral is almost just like luck yeah honestly choose you oh okay today we're gonna pick this one yep we had this conversation the other day yeah it is so like that it's just like roulette it's like oh this one will go viral today like yeah yeah and you can't and I think it's really important to not let that um make you like not want to create more content content or let that be a reflection of oh like no one likes my stuff or and get you down because the aim of the game is to just keep pumping out content because you're like, you love what you do. And mm-hmm. I think that if you're creating the content for other people or just to go viral, then you're going to have a really hard time like in the industry. Mm. And also something that I've heard a lot is like viral going viral necessarily isn't the goal. It's mm. like, you want to build like an engaged audience that, that wants mm-hmm. to see your content all the time, not just like, 
one time. Yeah, one time. And maybe maybe going viral is a bad thing as well because it's like, I don't know, it depends how you look at it because sometimes it's like you're exposed to people who know nothing about you, especially like TikTok. Yeah. It's like crazy. Like the people that will comment on your stuff that just have no idea what you're actually about. Yeah, yeah. And TikTok comments are brutal. Like I don't really go through TikTok comments because I know they're brutal. Um, even Instagram comments, like I might like look at for like five, ten minutes just to, if there's people asking questions. But I try not to look at it. Not that I really get a lot of hate, but I just I prefer to just not know. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. We are like so blown away with how you managed to come up with so many new ideas for recipes. I can't even think of what to make for dinner. Like, <laughs> like literally, I'll just make the same thing on rotation. Like the whole time but anyway like how do you do it how do you think of so many new recipes look I spend way too long in the supermarket mainly in the chocolate aisle <laughs> like I literally just stand there, I'm like oh what new products have come out come out today what could I like recreate is this like I remember when I would do wheat bix creations I kind of like got the inspo of just being like a cheesecake like oh, I love cheesecake and I want to eat food that I love for breakfast I want to eat it for lunch I want to eat it for dinner. I want to eat it for a snack. If I love something, like I want to eat it all the time. Like I don't want to have to put a label on. I can only have it at this point. (laughs) I'm going to have like wheat bix, you know, make it as a crust to add some yogurt and then add some toppings. And then coming back to that whole thing about what you said at the beginning about moderation, I was like, well, why can't I have something like a bit chocolatey if I've got a sweet tooth in the morning? So I would go and stand in the chocolate aisle and like look at all the different chocolates and okay, I'm going to make a Snickers version. Okay, like I'm going to make a cookies and cream version. Ooh, white chocolate raspberry. Like that's that's honestly where I get most of my inspiration. Sometimes from like Pinterest and magazines, but that's more like I'll just get an image inspo and then still think of a recipe and then like I might layer it like that or present it like that. Mm. That's probably what I use Pinterest more so for. Yeah, but yeah it's seeing unhealthy foods and thinking how can I make them a little bit more nutritious, more filling, um, yeah, more balanced but still like have heaps of flavour so that you can enjoy it for any meal of the day. Yeah, Yeah, that's such a cool um, way. I did not Mm. expect you to say that. I expected you to say something like Pinterest. But, yeah, the whole standing in the supermarket and looking at things is such a good way to get inspo. And Cadbury never ceased to amaze me with all the flavours they can come up with either. Like (laughs) Vegemite chocolate, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God, have you done any, like, Vegemite, like, sweet things yet? Oh, I haven't done sweet Vegemite, but maybe I'll have to try that. I um, actually got this, like... I think it was in some box thing, you know, like those goodie box things that come like monthly. And it was like a different brand of Vegemite and it tasted absolutely foul. So it kind of put me off Vegemite for a bit, but I love Vegemite. So maybe I'll have to try it. Yes. I think one of my favorites was the Scotch Finger. There was like a Scotch Finger one. Oh, maybe that was a different, it was like Nestle. Oh, like Anna's brought out all these biscuits in different chocolate bars. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, I think it was something like that. It was like the biscuit within the the chocolate block. I was like, oh, yep, I'm absolutely here for it. <laughs> Yum. Yes, please. That sounds yeah, so good. New flavors they bring out. So yeah, just getting inspo from that. Unless you want to come, like I always try and drag my partner along to come grocery shopping with me and he's like that is a hard no <laughs> yeah immediately no <laughs> I spend so long at the shops as well going to grab two things the next minute's like two hours later <laughs> I get like I get so anxious at the shops because I'm like oh 
I don't come prepared. I don't come with a plan or a list. <laughs> so then I just, and I hate going to the shops. So then if I'm there, I'm like, well, I have to get it all now because I don't want to come back. And then I'm like, yeah. and I just stand there like decision fatigue in the middle of the aisle, like freaking out. My boyfriend's like, oh, I'm never going shopping with you again. You know what? <laughs> Click and collect is where it's at. Sorry, no, direct to boot. Direct. I hate when they, what I hate about Click and Collect, especially like if I plan, when I plan a recipe, I plan it based on colour contrast and stuff like that. So silly example, but let's just say that I'm making like chicken tacos and I want to put like some capsicum in and stuff like that. Like it can't just be red capsicum because then you've got like red tomatoes. So I'm the same. So then if you do click and collect, and I'm like, okay, I've ordered my yellow capsicum and my green capsicum and they don't have them and they just give me like three red. I'm like, no, it has to be a yellow, a green and a red capsicum or my recipe will not work. You do not understand. <laughs> I'm serious about the, you know, what products I order. It needs to be those products. Don't just give me something in replacement. Yeah, no, I get that. It's a very real problem. <laughs> Speaking of, how how long do you spend like editing and filming content per week? Because I feel like you've got so much content coming out left, right and centre. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> way too long. It's, it's funny because a lot of my meals sometimes are like the most basic meals unless I'm filming or create or they don't look really look that aesthetic. But um, – I would say I spend I spend a lot of time testing recipes mm-hmm. to make sure that they're like perfect. Like I think a lot of creators, well, I could probably pump out way more content than what I do, but I'm I try to be quite a perfectionist with my recipe because I want to know that anyone can make it and that it works, as opposed to maybe making it once myself and being like, oh yeah, that's like that's all good and well. Like I'll make it for dinner and then like I'll make it and get like my parents to test it or like some friends to test it and just get their input on taste or, you know, is this too spicy and things like that. So I think a lot of my time comes down to just like playing around with different spices and, um, yeah, recreating a lot of the recipes multiple times over and over, which is not great considering the price of groceries these days. Um, that probably takes me a lot longer than the actual filming and editing side just to make sure that anyone who tries the recipe isn't going to have a flop. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's when you know you're like a true – because I'm so inconsistent with my food content. I'm like, here's a smoothie. <laughs> and a lot of the time I'm like, figure it out for yourself. Like <laughs> these is what this is what I used. I don't give any like measurements or anything. So that's when you know you're like proper. <laughs> you give people like exactly what they need to do. That's so good. That's when the recipe tastes the best, right? And that's often when I do the first time. Like I'll kind of just make a dinner and I'll throw it all together. I might put a picture up and people are like, oh, like what's the recipe? I'm like, oh, I don't know. So then I actually have to go and remake it and be like, okay, I've added this much paprika, but what is that, a teaspoon, a tablespoon? Because you just eyeball it. Yeah, 100%. Do you have any um, like apps that you use to edit stuff with that you could recommend? I use InShot for my editing. Um, I think that or Splice are really great for editing, but personally I use InShot. And then for editing like still images, I use Lightroom Mm -hmm. um, or I just tweak it. Like if it's for stories and stuff, I don't really do that much, but I might like tweak something slightly with like the exposure um, just on my iPhone. Like I shoot everything just with my iPhone. Is it a 13? Pro Max, not the newest one, but whatever the one before that was. People always say, like, what camera do you use? iPhones, honestly, best. Yeah, they, <laughs> they are. Really They're are. so good. 
Except when they run out of storage and you've got iCloud, but it's just not backing up. It's the bane. Have you ever had like your middle of the number of times I've been in the middle of filming like the scoop shot of of, of something and my storage will say like storage full and it cuts out and like the video stops recording and I'm like no but like this could not be happening right now <laughs> yes oh my god literally me yesterday recorded this whole thing then went to check and it was like yeah not there like cut off halfway oh, through so annoying so annoying speaking yeah. of epic fails have you ever had like any other like something doesn't bake right or some major yes a lot of the time especially the oven that we even have in our new house, I still can't get it right. Like stuff will cook, but it will be too brown on top. So mm. I always watch it and cover things. But my biggest fails all the time are like, honestly, I don't know why I don't invest in a better tripod, but I just have one of those little like gorilla things. Oh, okay. And whenever I'm filming and I've like got it, I balance it on the most ridiculous things. I, I need to just get on Amazon order. <laughs> right now. <laughs> will slip and it will face plant into the food and I haven't finished filming. Oh, it's stop. Everywhere and it's all over my camera and it's not salvageable. That happens to me way, way oh. You'd think after one time you'd be like, that was probably not a great idea. <laughs> That's so funny. Every time do you think this is a bad idea and then you like proceed to do it? <laughs> yeah. Or like if, if the lighting's not the best in my kitchen because like of the time of the day, I'll buy the um, – I can't think of what the actual material is, but those things that like look like a backdrop. Oh, like yeah. And I'll like put it on the floor or something where there's nice lighting. Like I'll be filming on that. And my dog will run in with his toy, drop, drop it on <laughs> the thing and the whole thing will slide. And I'm just like, oh, why, why don't I just shut the door? I'm like, lock him out. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so good. The oh. real life. The real life behind the scenes. No, they, we need to do more bloopers, really. Yes. It's like when you put your cup of coffee there and you're like, that's definitely going to spill, but I'll be right. I'll just won't. I'll <laughs> just ignore it. And then literally five minutes later, Karma's like, bang bong, here we go. <laughs> Everywhere. Like, it happened to you it's the other the day. the worst. And then the next day you put it in the same spot. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then opposite to that, so like failures, but what are your best tips for creating content? Because I feel like your content's on point every single time. Oh, thank you. Um, natural lighting has got to be probably like the most key thing. But even with natural lighting, I think that with talking about the reels going off, I find that if you have like a bit of aesthetic lighting, not even necessarily for food, but just for even if you're doing like a morning routine or something, you've got a bit of that like morning glow sunshine coming in or that afternoon light. I think that's really aesthetic to the eye. So natural lighting, whether that be like quite bright, fresh lighting, whatever your vibe is, that always seems to be a game changer for making the colors pop, for making the mood of the video feel a certain way. So definitely lighting. I do have some like artificial lights, but I hate using them. I never really like them. And even if I do use them, I put them on like the, the lowest setting, which is kind of very diffused yeah. kind, of, kind of light, just almost as backup not to actually give me the light, which is a struggle during winter. Do you guys have daylight savings? We're mm. right on the border, so mm. no, we don't. Oh, okay, yeah, neither do I, whereas um, like daylight savings coming into summer, there's probably hours of sunlight, but in winter it's just like 
oh, I can only really film on the weekend, especially when I was working full time. Um, But yeah, natural lighting is my main one, I think. And with reels these days, I feel like having shorter videos is actually more catchy. People's attention span is not is not super long so keeping videos kind of like under that 20 second mark Mm -hmm. I think is good and maybe even adding like a bit of a a hook at the beginning of the video so I try and edit my videos where it's like you can see the final product and maybe like having a scoop shot or something like that at the beginning or whether that be like a how-to if you're selling something um, so that people like have a reason to keep watching the video. Mm. Yeah. So just kind of going into it, no text on the screen, no like what actually is this. So people like, it's just too easy for them to keep scrolling. Yeah, you need to capture their attention like straight away. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm pretty sure it's like within the first three seconds or something, if you don't catch someone's attention, like they'll move on. Yeah, that's nuts. Wow. Hey, kind of something, terrifying. <laughs> something I've actually been doing like because – it sucks for me personally because a lot of what I post on TikTok is different to what I post on Instagram. Like the style of content is so different. Like Instagram for me is very aesthetic and it's like quick motions, whereas TikTok it's me talking and like me pouring something from a glass or from like my smoothie thing or whatever. So I can't... Because I have seen your content, and I lo- but I love that you do that. Yeah, yeah. I actually really enjoy my style of TikTok content a lot more than Instagram, mainly yeah. because Instagram takes so fucking long to like produce sometimes. Yeah. But something that if I can use the content on both platforms, something I'll do is I'll have like a slightly longer version on TikTok and then I'll cut it down like pretty short for Instagram and post it on Instagram. Yeah. And I mean, I literally only did that today, but I'm like testing it to see if it's something that I can do to like produce more content. I think that's a great idea because I remember hearing something once before where if you're a business, if you're a content creator, whatever it is, try and maximize the use of your content. So film something once, whether you film an hour's worth of content, like who cares, but film something once and then cut it down for like get some snapshot images for it for a blog post, um, then maybe even like be able to get some snippets for like maybe like a podcast ad or something if you wanted mm, to uh, mm. that example. And then like use it on um, TikTok, Instagram, all of those, whereas I, because I've been quite short on time since working full-time for like so long and trying to juggle this, I was repurposing my Instagram content to TikTok and I would find that just because it went off on TikTok or it went off on Instagram doesn't always mean that it goes off on the other platform. Mm. So I think it's really important to almost create different kinds of content for each platform. So I love that you're doing that, but you're still only really filming maybe a concept once, but you're getting different snippets and different style of video for different platforms. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Multiple personalities. Yeah, yeah. that's how I feel sometimes. I'm like, oh, who am I today? Yeah. <laughs> well, do you have anything else coming up in the pipeline that we should be aware of? Any goals? So I have um, an announcement with a brand that I've been working with for a couple of years. I think it was supposed to come the end of this year, but I think it's been postponed to January. Um, which is exciting, which I went to Melbourne for a couple of weeks ago. Um, aside from that, we have our new ebook, which we hope to release in January as well, which is more of a main meals ebook that we've been trying to work on for 
probably like a year, but we just keep adding recipes and recipes and recipes to it, um, which is fun. But yeah, I'm so excited for people to actually use that because as much as we loved our treats ebook that we bought out previously, I think that not that that's limited, but main meals in terms of having breakfast ideas, lunch ideas, and dinner ideas serves people like on an everyday basis mm-hmm. as opposed to treats. So I think that everyone's going to love that. And then I think I'm allowed to say it, but we're working on developing a product at the moment. So turning our recipes into like baking mixes and stuff like that. So, Oh my God, amazing. That's really cool. And who's we when you say we? It's me and my business partner, Noah. So that's who I did my first ebook with. Um, she's my best friend. We met through Instagram actually, which is quite funny. And we oh, live yeah. in different states, but yeah, it's just, we just have, we honestly talk for like hours a day over the phone because we're just so excited to actually bring it to life. Um, and our passion for food is probably excessive to most people. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're the only people that understand it. Oh, that's epic. That sounds great. Can't wait. Well, we wanted to end our chat with our favorite favorite game of Would You Rather. So Miranda's going to answer three unknown questions and I'll kick it off. Would you rather eat something mouldy or eat something not ripe? I've probably eaten mouldy food before. <laughs> Actually, me yesterday with the bread, I like looked at it and I was like, oh, no. It's <laughs> off. Um, oh, Underripe always gives me a stomachache. Mouldy is potentially risky, but also it sometimes smells. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say I'm – Mm, I'm going to say underripe just for the, you know. The grossness. Yeah. yeah. The gross factor. And especially yeah. if you know that it's mouldy, it's like yeah, if you yeah. had to choose. Exactly. It's like. like eating something mouldy just doesn't sit well. Whereas if you eat it and you're like, oh, that's, that was a bit strange. I didn't think <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Second one. Would you rather never have Wheat Bix cheesecake ever again or never create videos again? Oh, definitely never have wheat big cheesecake again because I, I couldn't make an oats go. Oh, Trish, she got us. Sneaky answer. <laughs> Are you like so over wheat big cheesecake? Have you just done it to death? I, I am a bit. I am a bit. And um, and whenever like I do make them, I feel like I, I, I like to wait for the layers to set, but I am impatient. And I also hate making a lot of bowls. And it is best if you mix the protein powder and the yogurt together so that it's, you know, nice and smooth. Whereas I hate like doing that. Whereas with my oats, I can like chuck it all in a bowl and stuff like that. But I do, whenever I eat wheat bix cheesecakes, I'm like, damn, this actually tastes so good. Like oh. I, I need to get back on the train. It is. It's so good. If no one, if anyone listening that hasn't tried it, you need to go and check out Miranda's page right now and make yourself a cheese, <laughs> a wheat bix cheesecake. It's so <laughs> good. The first flavor was probably my favorite, Bonoffi. Have you had that? No, no. I only, I only made a, what did I make? I think I made like a, uh, like a berry yeah. one. Yeah, a berry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yummy too. But the banoffee one is just my favourite. It's like um, the wheat big space, and then I use like caramel protein in like the yogurt layer, and then banana slices, and I like melt a bit of biscoff with a bit of maple syrup, like sugar free maple syrup and biscoff, and you only need the tiniest bit. Like biscoff is deadly, addictive, <laughs> and then you mix it together, and it's just like the yummiest caramel sauce with banana. Oh, it's so good. 
Gotta go. Gotta go make myself some (laughs) wheat bigs cheesecake and biscoff cheesecake. (laughs) Okay, last question. Would you rather never use cutlery again or use cutlery for everything, including bananas? Oh, wait, what do you mean? Where do you use cutlery for banana if you want to slice it? True, like, but, but I but guess if just, you're just like peeling and then just, like eating. <laughs> just oh, eating it. That's weird, like eat it with a fork or something. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to say no cutlery, but is that weird? No. You use your bread as a spoon. I do that most of the time anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grub. Less dishes as well, so I'm all for the no cutlery. Smashed avo would be interesting, just like squeeze it, it out. <laughs> And then in India, they pretty much only eat with their yeah. hands. So why can't we? There exactly. We go. It's probably good for you. Oh, yeah, they don't make Yeah, they anything. scoop with one hand. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Where where can everyone find you? Uh, so TikTok and Instagram is where I'm at most of the time. It is clean underscore treats on both of those. And I think... Maybe a podcast next year. Hopefully that'll be in the works. Ooh, exciting. Keep a lookout. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Miranda. We've loved chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review and find us on Instagram at some would say podcast. Talk then.